You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie and two of our colleagues from the Your Story Travel Company, Margie and Miranda. We hope that you're all staying safe and happy and healthy. This is episode 618, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Visit yourstorytravel.com, click on the Agents tab, and look for one of us, Vicki, Margie, Miranda, or myself, Stephanie, to get a free quote. If you're thinking about going to Disney in the future, a small refundable deposit will hold your trip. Just contact us today. So big news on Thursday. We all heard the big announcement that the CDC said that if you are fully vaccinated, you do not need to wear your mask anymore. So, of course, we all began um, our big talk back and forth on social media, asking each other, what do we think? Isn't this great? Blah, 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 blah. Never, or I didn't think, I don't know about you guys, but I never dreamed that the very next day on Friday, they would say, tomorrow on Saturday, we will now let guests go into Disney World without masks on their faces during in the outdoors. So it's pretty great. Um, however, you do have to wear them indoors and in lines and they said that the uh, cast members will let you know if you're if you have to be wearing your mask. They don't have to be worn in outdoor common areas. I'm just clarifying in the Disney parks, the Disney resorts, and the Di- or at Disney Springs or at the pools, which I think the pools were pretty much before. But they do have to be worn upon entering and throughout attractions when you're in any kind of theater event and upon entering any transportation or any indoor attractions and restaurants that include actively eating and drinking. You have to wear them in there. And as you guys know, I don't think it has changed up as far as if you're not actively eating and drinking, you still have to leave those on inside the restaurant. As far as I understand, that's what I got. I don't know if you guys heard anything different. And then, but they want to remind everybody that the other stuff still stays in effect. No gators, no bandanas, and no uh, masks with vents. I will say that when you're actively eating, if you are a type of person who you know has a few bites and then stops and has a conversation and talks a little bit and has a few more bites, like that's just kind of how I end up eating my meals. It wasn't like I would have a few bites and have to put my mask back on to to say my few words and to talk and then take it off and eat a few more. It was just kind of like when the food came out and was set on the table, I was able to take my mask off and eat. And nobody said, please put that back on between bites. Like it wasn't, that wasn't super enforced. Now, when I was ready to be done with my meal, of course you need to put your mask back on, but that part can be kind of confusing. I did feel sorry for the cast members though, because I, from what I understand, yeah, Margie's shaking her head, yes. From what I understand, they found out the same time we did. Yep. And it was super hard in the parks because they were having, I mean, of course people are like, oh, okay, I don't have to wear a mask, so I'm not going to at all. And then they had to regulate that and keep reminding people to put their mask on when they were in a store or when they were 
And I think one of the biggest um, confusion lies on the outdoor cues. And so people weren't putting them on in the outside cues. And some people were like getting angry at cast members for telling them to wear a mask because they said that we don't have to wear a mask. And then the cast member was like, well, you do have to wear a mask because you're in a queue and this is where we wear a mask. And I just, yeah, it was just sprung on the cast members as well. And so. Like, I feel like they should have got an emergency email or something before it went out to the media because I did, I really felt sorry for the cast members on Saturday and some of the vloggers were saying that they were being mistreated. Well, and I was even kind of shocked that it happened so fast. No, I know. And I know that Universal announced it super quick. And so I wonder if Disney was like, well, we're just gonna announce it really quick too, because it was kind of like Universal announced and then a couple hours later, Disney announced. And so it was just, I don't know, it happened really fast and I mean, Jessica, one of the agents on our team, she was there right? like when it happened. And I was like, well, that would be kind of fun. Like one day you're wearing a mask and then the next day you don't have to wear one. And I am, I am really looking forward to this because I'm going in June and I was starting to get really worried about wearing it, like walking from attraction to attraction and like just walking around the parks with it on, like in the humidity of Florida. And I know people survived 2020 doing that um but there wasn't as many people at the parks as well and so i don't know i just i almost like look at it like we go on hikes and we go to outdoor parks and we're not wearing a mask if we're outside like while we're walking and you just like pass by somebody and so i just kind of feel like that's a really good call on disney's part that you're just like walking by people and i feel like when i'm in the park if i'm standing near a lot of people, I'm still probably gonna put my mask on just because that's who I am. Um, but if I'm walking around, like I'm excited that I don't have to wear my mask during that time. I'm looking forward to teaching without a mask, but I don't know if that's coming anytime soon. Oh goodness, I sure hope so. I will say when I went to Silver Dollar City, it was, they had that policy already in place when I went um, and it was weird at first because I didn't realize that was the policy. I'm like, why are so many people without masks? And then I asked somebody and they're like, oh, you don't have to wear them when you're walking around. And it was nice to see people's smiles again, just like walking around smiling and laughing with one another. And that part was really, really nice to, to normalize again. Like, oh, bring the smile back. Yeah, it was really nice to see video footage coming through on Saturday of like people at the parks and not wearing their mask and stuff going on between cast members and people who were there visiting. I think some of it was just confusion. Like it wasn't very clear. Yeah, it wasn't clear when we were reading it. And so, yeah, and I think that's settled down in the last couple of days. I think just that first initial day, I mean, the same with the first initial time when it opened up and it was like, no, you have to wear a mask. And it was like, people were angry then, you know, and now people don't have to wear a mask and they're angry because I don't know, people are just gonna be mad. <laughs> Let's just be happy everyone, okay? <laughs> I think most people are very, very happy. And to top this off, we have some more big news. The requirement of the six feet between parties would be kept in areas where guests can remove their masks. So that would be dining areas, relaxation station, and inside the shops. Those places are gonna continue to be six feet apart between parties, which makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But distancing in other areas is gonna be reduced or removed in phases. The social distancing will be different in different places and areas, depending on if it's indoors or if it's outdoors. 
as has been the case all along with Disney. They are just trying to be cautious, so they don't do too much too quickly, except for that whole mask hey, thing. Let's lift the mask <laughs> thing. But from now, they're going to peel it back a little bit. So for now, stickers are being placed over some of the signs that have two people with the arrow in the middle and the word six feet under the arrow. Also, the Disney parking lot is no longer being socially distanced either. That one always made me laugh that we social distanced the cars. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> it was very nice, but it was kind of like a the cars? What? <laughs> um, so the cars are going to be packed. The cars were being packed in every other space until this week. And I do get it's because people getting in and out of their cars. Um, but that happened so quickly that that's why I just thought that was a, a, a silly one, but yep. I took it. Now Disney is going to be using every parking spot that's available. Of course, if anything else changes, we're going to make sure to let you know on those updates. I'm wondering if they're going to bring back trams too. I was just thinking that same thing. They need the trams. I don't see why they don't have the trams. I mean, they have the buses. Why not have the trams? And the trams are outside. I'm going to miss the six feet apart as someone who's really short. It was nice not to be trampled on. True. <laughs> I get that too. I'm going to miss the six feet apart too. I, I've said that time and time. I would rather the mask go than the six feet apart. I like my bubble. I love my space, but mm, oh well. Well, along with the capacity of the parking lots being a little bit more full, it is because um, we have all been feeling like the capacity levels at Walt Disney World have been rising without announcement. I don't like that they're not announcing what the capacity is from Disney. Well, the announcement of the social distancing and mask changes, Bob Chapek gave a statement this week. Last we all knew, the parks were at 35% capacity. However, according to Chapek, this changed at some point to an undisclosed higher percentage. Why do they have to be so vague? Here is Bob Chapek's comment. In terms of the parks and when we're going to sort of be able to raise our capacity limits, we've actually already started that. Given the guidance that just came today from the CDC and earlier guidance that we got from the governor of Florida, we've already started to increase our capacities. So I think you're going to see an immediate increase in the number of folks that we're able to admit into our parks through our reservation systems that we recently implemented. So very, so we're very, very excited about that. Yeah, you're excited, Disney, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited to go with 35% capacity. So the capacity has been slowly increasing. We were right. And with this news, more park reservation states have opened up. And I was going to check the June. I'm still curious on where June is just because that's when I'm going to be there. And like before, every single day that we were there. It was booked, right? Yeah. Every single park was booked. And I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to park hop and do all of that. But um, just the other day, well, the day that they announced no more masks was the same day that way more spots opened for June. Well, this happened in March as well, because March and April were filling up. And then all of a sudden, boom, there was more dates. And then there was it's like magic. the same thing happened in June, where like a month ago, everything was full and then boom, more dates. And then that filled up and then again, more dates. So we've kind of been on to this, like, are they increasing capacity and just not telling anybody? And finally, I guess he came clean. 
beautiful. And it looks like June is already full again, except for Epcot. I'm like, I know it's not gonna be as busy as it would have been in a normal year, but... Now, I don't think they're increasing like 35% to 50%. Like, I think each time they just release a little more tickets, a little more tickets. I don't think it's like, we just threw on another 15%. But I think be... that they were already up higher than 35%. I really think they were more 40, 42%. That's my guess. But why can't they just tell us? They like the control, Margie. <laughs> but a girl that Kaylee graduated with, but we've known since elementary school, she was in the class next to mine. She's at Disney this week, and she was really concerned when she found out that they were raising the capacities, but she went to Magic Kingdom last night, and they rode eight rides in four hours, so she felt pretty good about that. Because oh, wow. they didn't even know they were going to go. Her, her grandma's a former cast member of Disneyland, so she has some special passes, but she didn't realize she was going to get them. And so when they checked in, they're like, well, your room's not ready, but um, we added some passes to your band so that you can uh, go to one of the parks if you choose. And they, she said, well, we would like to go to Magic Kingdom and they're like okay and they just did their little computer and they got them a reservation and sent them on their way over to the Magic Kingdom so she said it wasn't too bad so maybe Margie it'll still be okay it'll still be okay I mean it's gonna be magically hot but yeah. other than that and you know I'm checking um wait times like on the daily multiple times on the daily I just checked them just now <laughs> and they're like Magic Kingdom like the highest rate wait time right now is 30 minutes but it closes now like it's closed. But anyways, we'll, we will have plenty of time to do whatever we want because we will not have children with That's us. That's right. So it will be magical. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, but with the mass change comes changes with eating and drinking at Disney World. Guests may now eat and drink while moving outdoors. Ooh. Guests were required to remain stationary while eating or drinking. Cast members would remind guests who violated the previous policy to put on their mask or to stop and go off to the side of a busy area to eat or drink while stationary and distance. The ability to eat and drink on the move will undoubtedly be popular to guests visiting the 2021 Taste of Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. Seating and tables have been difficult to find near many of the festival food booths. Those days are over, Disney fans. Just one more step closer to the old Disney days. Yay! I just have to, like, imagine that cast members are so happy about this, too. Oh, like, yeah. The amount of times that they would have to remind people, like, I just, like, that's one thing off their soul shoulders. Well, I was thinking, so this is good for you going in June, uh, is that you can eat now in the queue lines. You can eat in the queue lines now? Well, it says outdoors. But you have to have your mask on in the queue lines. Uh. I was gonna ask that because I'm pretty sure that is still in force. Where Because if you have to wear your mask in the queue line, then you're not gonna be able to eat in the queue line. That's true. Another thing that's clear as mud, right? Like yeah. that's why people are, are getting, argue, like arguing about it. Cause they're like, I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. But when somebody just asks you to put your mask on, just put your mask on with a smile. Okay, sorry, you got it. Thank you. <laughs> Disney's Hollywood Studios has made some changes now that some mask mandates have been lifted. So far, guests have seen masks being required in some parts of outdoor queues and not in others. Disney is fully loading the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror elevators now. Guests visited Walt Disney World's One Man's Dream and inside found out that there is physical distancing markers or they've been removed from the theater. Like there's no markings keeping the lines, I mean the rows separated anymore. They're just asking people to leave a seat in between parties. 
Uh, there were a few physical distancing markers outside, like where you wait to go into the show, but that was all. And then it said cast members asked the guests to sit one seat apart. And other than that, there are no seating restrictions in that theater at this time. So I think we're going to be seeing more and more and more of that. So does that mean like, hopefully that would mean that the ride, the lines will move faster if they're able to load more. Yeah, should be. Well, and the shows, because those shows, you didn't, some of them, you didn't have to get there so early. Right. Like, and now it's like, if you're not there 45 minutes before the show begins, you aren't going to have a seat because they're sitting six feet apart. So that's nice that now you could show up 15 minutes before and you can sit in the back, but you still get in. All right. So last week we talked about the soft reopening of a celebration of the Festival of the Lion King. So exciting. It's a modified version of a longtime favorite show that officially opened today with the official reopening mask and social distancing changes comes an additional change. Guests are now being seated in every row. Guests must put on masks when they enter the queue proper, but they don't need it in any external extended or outdoor queue. Cast members will tell you when you need it. Once inside the theater, guests are seated in every row now and markers allow space for parties of four. The markers are staggered from row to row. Doing some preventions, uh, doing so prevents one party from sitting directly in front of another, maintaining some physical distancing. In our estimation, seating guests in every row has increased capacity inside the theater to probably about 50%. During last week's soft reopening, the theater capacity was at 33%. So that's good too, which means they can get more people in there. Yeah. That is fantastic. I'm excited. You got to get there really early for those shows, which you didn't have to get there that early before. No, but I am excited to see that show. Oh, I'm excited for you. Uh, with the announcement of masks being able to be removed in general outdoor areas, not everyone was as lucky to celebrate in this news. The cast members have to continue to wear their masks that follow all of Disney's policies for the time being like they have since Disney World reopened in July 2020. This makes us wonder why Disney is having their cast members continue to wear their masks when guests are being allowed to take them off. Hopefully Disney will allow the cast members to be mask-free outdoors very soon. I mean, I think that even some of the stores that have lifted mask mandates, they're still making their employees keep the masks on because some people feel comfortable with it, some people don't. So it's just kind of the like, well, we want you to feel comfortable, so we're going to do it. We're going to allow guests to do what, what they want to do, but we're going to go ahead and make everybody comfortable. So I think it's that that's probably the reason they're doing it. Because I also feel like even though they're saying that you don't have to wear a mask, I feel like there are still some people that will continue to wear a mask. And so to see the cast members still wearing a mask, it would give, like you were saying, Stephanie, like it would give them comfort and ease knowing I'm not going to be the only one wearing a mask. Yes. Yeah. And I've, I've thought about this since COVID hit. I'm like, can we just keep like people that are working in the food industry wearing masks like for now on, like for forever? Like, can we just like have that blanket statement? Because the dental hygienists have to wear them and the dentist has to wear, yeah. you know what I mean? Like in nurses and doctors. Yeah. It, it really only makes sense. I'm like, I worked in a restaurant and you know, like we're talking, we're talking over like, well, we're preparing your food and all this. Not that we were like 
spitting, but you do. But like, you're still talking like while you're preparing food. And I'm like, yeah, let's just go ahead and keep them wearing a mask. (laughs) Seriously, because you should Google. I showed the kids some videos. Stephanie might have seen it because they put it out to us. Maybe it was Stephanie that put it out. I don't know. It was nasty, though. You just don't know how much is spewing out of you when you're talking. And they put like a light behind the person and there was a black background and the kids could see all the spit. And they're like, that's nasty. And I'm like, well, that's why we're wearing the masks. And that's why we don't blow on birthday cakes anymore. I'm just <laughs> That's why the birthday person gets their own personal birthday cake for now. You, blow, you take a fan. Oh, goodness. So alongside the news that capacity at Walt Disney World has already begun to increase from 35% and will be increased again immediately, quote unquote, CEO Bob Chapek brought up the return of cast members to the park. Since the park's closure for the COVID-19 pandemic in March of 2020, more than 32,000 cast members have been laid off or furloughed. Many struggled with unemployment and relied on local food banks for support. Furloughs continued to be extended even after Walt Disney Resort reopened in July of 2020. Now we get to celebrate as every day more and more cast members are being called back to work. We need to continue to support the cast members through the Facebook page, Ear for Each Other. These cast members have been amazing using their talents to earn money through this difficult time. Thanks, Disney, for bringing the cast members back. Do we know when Yeehaw Bob is going to get put back? No, I haven't even heard about that. Is he getting back? I miss him. He's been doing so many Facebook shows. Like every Sunday, he's putting on a show for people. Who is this? Yeehaw Bob. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe he's got his own following now and he's making money through YouTube. Maybe. Uh, it is a possibility. I do love that Ear for Each Other Facebook page. I oh, have I know. some stuff from it and it is super cute. And it is very dangerous. It is very dangerous. <laughs> the little tray that divides out like you could put pickles and stuff in it or you could put veggies and dip in it. Oh, and uh-huh. It's shaped like Mickey. And I was just like, I must have this. No, you do not need it. It's like $75. Oh, I don't need it. No. but it was hand carved and varnished and everything and I thought you know so many people when they get out of work they're just like oh well then I'll just get the money from wherever Mm -hmm. but I loved that that these cast members took their talents and went somewhere in fact I just read an article yesterday about a chef and then a pastry cook and they're married to each other and when they got laid off they started making all kinds of treats and putting it out there and then when disney reopened they somehow were able to link in that they would deliver to the guests like if they were having a special event they would cook make the cookies or the cupcakes or whatever and bring it to the people at the resorts so that they could have it to celebrate just for something fun and then some people started hiring them for the disney wedding cakes and anyway so now they have their job back they went back last week and they're still booking up on all this stuff. So now they're making double their money. So maybe. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I thought it was really great. So maybe that's going to be better for them in the end. I don't know. I mean, it's still a sad situation. Well, I do feel like the pandemic has made not all, but a lot of people creative. Mm-hmm. And like not stuck in their ways, but they're like, okay, let's figure this out. Like, I mean, my husband works from home permanently now. Like. Yeah. And so I think that it just made a lot of companies creative and it made a lot of people creative. And so that's awesome that these cast members are able to do all of that. I agree. So earlier last week, guests could hear the soundtrack of the short-lived Epcot Forever interim nighttime show um, playing after hours in the park as they were leaving and sparking rumors that they thought maybe that show was going to have to come forward before Harmonious played. 
I'm not sure why people thought that because those barges are there that we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. But anyway, on Wednesday night, the Harmonious soundtrack was heard around the park, which makes us believe that Harmonious is closer to being shown than we may realize. And as we reported in the past, the barges that Epcot will use for the Harmonious show have been placed in their permanent homes um, in the World Showcase Lagoon. And now the soundtrack's playing. So I don't know about you guys. That sounds pretty positive to me. I mean, it, it may not be till October. They may go ahead and wait and release that on October 1st when they open Remy's Adventure or whatever. But I think it's close. I think it should be like, I like how Disney sometimes does little by little, like, and there's something for you to look forward to in June and here's something for July and here's something. So I'm hoping it'll be before October. Maybe Margie will get a soft opening when she's there. Maybe. Better believe it. Yeah. We hope to park hop to Epcot like every night because we didn't set aside a day for Epcot, but because it's the one that's open the latest. Right. I suggest people doing that all the time. I'm like, Me nah, too. Just, just go later. Well, and we have two days at Hollywood. So I'm just like, oh, we'll do a full day at Hollywood. And then we'll go to Hollywood in the morning. And then like at two, we'll probably be done with Hollywood for our second day. Then go to Epcot. So spend the majority of that day at Epcot. But then every other night, we're just going to park hop over there as well. So we'll see. Well, let's talk about Epcot. How about it? A few weeks ago, we were wondering about some hour changes with Epcot's Mexican Pavilion, San Angel Inn. I think this may solve the problem. You see, the pandemic has caused businesses to struggle to hire workers, and now businesses are offering incentives to get people to work for them. One of these companies is Palmas Restaurant Group, more notable for operating the San Angel Inn at Epcot's Mexican Pavilion. One job listing on the Palmas Restaurant Group website offered a $1,000 culinary sign-on bonus with the location listed as none other than, you guessed it, San Angel Inn. Palmas Restaurant Group also operates de San Angel, um, La Hacienda de San Angel, and the Mexican Pavilion, as well as El Mercado de Coronado, and it also does Rick's Rick's Sports Bar and Grill, Laguna Bar, Siesta Cantina, and Maya Grill at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. And finally, Frontera Cocina at Disney Springs. Notably, this comes after Palmas Restaurants Group was one of the earliest to lay off cast members last year almost immediately after Walt Disney World Parks reopened in July. Palmas Restaurant Group is not the first operator at Walt Disney World Resort to offer a sign-on bonus with a number of Disney Springs restaurants operated by Patina Restaurant Group offering a $500 sign-on bonus starting last month. I think I need to go into culinary arts. Yeah, I want that bonus. Trader Sam's Grotto Grog merchandise will no longer be sold to align with Disney's new cultural sensitivity and inclusion changes at Disney. According to a Disney cast member, they were asked to pull these shirts for them to be destroyed. That is like intense. I know. (laughs) The shirts were pulled from Boutique at the Polynesian Resort. The shirts being destroyed were created in December 2020 before Disney announced the changes to the Jungle Cruise and added their inclusion key. The Trader Sam's Grog Grotto logo included imagery of a tiki mask and two canoe paddles with tribal faces. Tiki masks are often used to evoke Polynesian themes and were traditionally used as religious artifacts in some Polynesian cultures. So because of those pictures, they can't be sold anymore? Yeah. 
So tiki masks are not okay? No, you have to look at the t-shirts. I, I don't get it because at this point we're gonna end up, I feel like destroying a lot of things yeah. that aren't offending anybody. It makes me wonder because now we're doing it for there. What are they gonna do over at Animal Kingdom? Because they have so many cultural artifacts. Or small world. <laughs> Well, the, Joey's the one that said that. I think it was Joey that said that. And he's like, how many cultures does that represent? You know, uh, and I, I think it's great because it represents cultures. Like it's like you're supposed to learn and celebrate cultures and try to understand them and become engrossed in them. And I don't, I mean, I mean, if there's something that is offensive, then that's bad yes. and okay. I just don't, I'm just wondering what it is. I'm picturing them throwing, having a big old bonfire and throwing the shirts on. Down with the shirts. <laughs> Can I like get one before they destroy it? I know, that's what I wanted to know. Are they selling them on eBay for $300? Like, Probably. Like all the Splash Mountain merch. Yes. <laughs> oh, Trader Sam's. Polynesian construction continues. There are a lot of construction projects going on all at once at the Polynesian to try and be completed by the end of July and in preparation for the 50th anniversary. We've talked to you about the pictures of Moana being revealed and how exotic and relaxing those rooms look. This week, guests saw some exciting changes at the exterior. All of the work is being done at the monorail station. They're working on the roofing over at the monorail. It is exciting to see more and more changes to the Polynesian because it means it is closer to reopening. Makes us wonder, with the reopening date closing in, will Disney reopen Ohana as well? We sure hope so. Bring it on, Disney. We're ready. Ohana. Ohana. <laughs> I want Ohana to open up. By June? <laughs> yeah, by June would be awesome. Well, you can always go to Kona Cafe and have some Tonga toast. We need to get a, like, all the reservations are gone, so we need to try to get a last-minute reservation. Well, we all love a good feel-good story, and we and then combine that with some Disney and make it a feel-good story, and it just makes it so much better because it's, it's more magical at Disney, right? Walt Disney World president Jeff Vail celebrated Epcot security cast member Joe Diaz. Diaz has been awarded the Disney Heroes Award. It's an honor only given to cast members who have saved a life or prevented serious injury. In December of 2020, Diaz was on his way home from work when he stopped to help at the scene of a car be partially submerged in water. He leapt into the pond and was able to keep a four-year-old child's head above water until the emergency services could safely remove the child from the vehicle. Vail, along with the Vice President of Security, Linda Reed, and the Vice President of Epcot, Kartika Rodriguez, presented Diaz with this illustrious award. Oh my gosh. I thought that was an awesome story, and I'm very grateful there was not an alligator in that pond, or if it was, it was not by the car. Seriously, that's what I was I thinking. I thought the same thing as when you said that. I'm like, oh, ponds in Florida. Eee. Didn't you just hear the story this weekend? It wasn't at Disney, but it was in Tampa. And this guy was walking and an alligator just reached out and tried to get his dog. And so he jumped in and like went back into the water with the dog. And the guy jumped in and poked the alligator in the eye. And whatever he did, that somehow he knew to poke it in the eye and it made him open his mouth and got the dog out. So they had to treat the dog for a bite and the man for a bite, but he saved his dog. Wow. This isn't the guy who jumped in after his dog with the cigar in his mouth that we talked about? <laughs> I don't know. Are you ready to do that for your dog, Stephanie? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> you'll have to show me the video there's a really good one of a guy who jumps in after his dog and he's like 
got, he's got a cigar in his mouth and he never drops it. Like he jumps in after an alligator, wrestles the alligator with the cigar hanging out of his mouth and gets the dog out and walks out of the water, still cigar wow. in his mouth. Like, no, I'll have to look at this. Like, <laughs> I just heard about it on the radio this morning. All right. So while there are many COVID safety restrictions that are being lifted at Walt's Disney World, we want you to know that these do not apply to Disneyland or California Adventure in California. California Secretary of Health and the Human Services, Dr. Mark Gali, stated Tuesday that the state is on pace to drop their restrictions and capacity limits, including a near elimination of the statewide mask mandate. California Governor Gavin Newsom stated on April or in April that the state economy could completely reopen by June 15th, provided that the current health trends continue. Dr. Gali stated that as of May, California is on track to meet that goal. And Dr. Newsom went on to state that by June 15th, the California mask mandate will be almost completely gone. So I just wanted our California friends to realize this isn't for you yet, but that does not mean it's not coming. And that means you had far less time with the masks than the Florida people. Yeah, one, you got another month. You got this. That's awesome coming out of California the June 15th. I know. Could possibly be done with a mask mandate, like considering how long it took to like open things up. And I'm like, I was thinking they were gonna be there for a year still. Uh, exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, oh yeah, we all know. I mean, Miranda's gonna be maskless when she goes in August. That or they're gonna make out of state people wear a mask. Cause I could see that. Have they opened it for out of state yet? Nope, not yet. I haven't opened that yet, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, you're going in August? Try and go to in September. We have Oh, September, small, sorry. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Oh, I'm excited for you. Just as excited as I am to speak about food, glorious food. <laughs> I was just talking to my sister-in-law, who I'm going with in June. I'm like, okay, we need to start like making a list of all the places that we need to eat, like that we don't have reservations for, but like all the counter service and all the snacks, and especially at Epcot, like what do we need to get? So this will be good to talk about. Club Cool will officially return to Epcot this summer. That's awesome. Club Cool offers guests the opportunity to sample Coca-Cola flavors from around the world. Disney confirmed that Beverly will return with Club Cool. (laughs) Oh, yum. Oh, yum. The Beverly is an Italian soft drink originally used as a non-alcoholic aperitif, a dry beverage served before a meal. Beverly is an infamous for its bitterness and has earned a reputation among Disney fans as a must do. It is a must do only because others want everyone to have this unique tasting experience. That was my comment. No, it's so true though. Cause Nick tells everybody to taste it, but I think it's just because he did it and he, it's mean. <laughs> no, and you just like, you have to do it though. Like you have to do it at least, it's not like, horrible but you have to do it you have to it's do pretty it. horrible yeah i guess it is okay on our honeymoon i had zach close his eyes and i gave him a cup and i was like you have to try this one because he was loving sampling all like the different colas or whatever. i was like you need to try this one and he tastes it and i'm waiting right i'm like he's gonna cringe he's gonna spit it out and he's like oh this one was good and he oh. goes which one was it and i was like really <laughs> you like the beverly <laughs> He liked it? He did. <laughs> That's oh, crazy. Well, all right. Well, and isn't it like super 
super cool to in there. Like it's completely different how they redid it. Or am I thinking about something else that they redid? No, this should all have been redone. Yeah, this is going to be redone for sure. I like the one, I don't remember. I think it's from Brazil that tastes like pineapple. Mm. I don't think of that as Coke, but to each his own. When does it open? Do they have they said? It just said it, sometime this summer it's going to open. Okay, let's do it before June. Okay. <laughs> so hungry guests will soon have more snack options at Disney's Animal Kingdom as Terror Treats and Dino Diner Kiosks are set to reopen this week. Terror Treats, located on Discovery Island near the bridge to Africa, sells pizza and beverages. Dino Diner, located in Dinoland, USA, sells hot dogs, beverages, and churros. Both of these kiosks failed to reopen with Disney's Animal Kingdom last summer, but they will be open soon. Cool. Yep. More food, which is what Stephanie's been saying. We need more food options. Well, especially at Animal Kingdom. I feel like yeah. that one has like been lacking. Yeah, unless you just want to eat it, Yak and Yeti, which is yeah. amazing. Hollywood loves a reboot, and the Hollywood Brown Derby is no exception, as the signature restaurant has received a new menu at Disney's Hollywood Studios. In the past, the restaurant has occasionally changed its menu while maintaining some of the classics that all of the guests love so much, and it seems that time has come again. All the items listed are available for both lunch and dinner. For example, appetizers, guests can choose from lobster bisque, an heirloom and burrata salad, shrimp cocktail, tuna carpaccio nicoise, boy, I need Sarah on here, a uh. local greens and strawberry salad, <laughs> sea scallops with pork belly, no thank you, and a charcuterie board. Ugh, I love charcuterie boards. For entrees, there's filet mignon steak Diane with potato puree and asparagus, free-range chicken a la king with herb spatzel and sugar snap peas, halibut veronic with white asparagus and grapes, seafood chiapino, aura king salmon with grilled local corn and fresno peppers, wild mushroom risotto, the brown derby signature burger topped with bacon jam, cheddar cheese, a fried egg, Russian dressing, and served with hand-cut fries, and of course, their iconic Cobb salad. And guests can also enhance their meal with their choice of lobster, Thermidor mac and cheese. Is that good, Vicki? She's over there cheering. Have you had that? I haven't had it at the Brown Derby, but we had it at California Grill. All right. Well, it's going to be over Brown Derby now. We've got crispy potato cakes or grilled asparagus. For dessert, options include flourless chocolate mocha cake with a raspberry and amaretto crumble, and then a creme brulee with mint and lime. Macerated. Macerated strawberries. Does that mean just chopped up real small? Yes. Okay, fancy word for chopped up real little. <laughs> Macerated strawberries. A plant-based coconut chocolate cake with a chocolate sauce and hazelnut cream, and the restaurant's beloved grapefruit cake. Kids can also get in on the fun with their choice of a grilled chicken breast, grilled beef filet, grilled seasonal fish, vegetarian faux, or a hot dog. Served with their choice of two sides and a small low-fat milk, bottle of Dasani water, or Minute Maid apple juice. Side options include seasonal vegetables, mashed potatoes, roasted sweet potatoes, potato chips, a fresh fruit cup with raspberry ice, sliced apples, or a strawberry and yogurt parfait. Sounds like a yummy menu. I've, have you guys ever eaten there? Well, I'm eating there in June. You are? Well, you will have to give us a talking to about it because I, I, my cousin told me to eat there, but it was always two dining points and I just couldn't do it. Oh, is it two dining points? Mm -hmm. Like on the dining plan? Mm -hmm. Oh, because oh. we, well, we always eat at Hollywood and Vine when we're at Hollywood Studios. 
with your kids. Yeah, because we have kids. And so my sister-in-law and I were like, we have no children. Let's go to a nice restaurant. <laughs> Margie, you might want to check out that menu and see what you're going to be spending while you're there. <laughs> Maybe we need to check the prices. Um, okay, now we're on to merch news. That was not a lot of food that we just talked about, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> a new Tinkerbell collection from Dooney and Burke is flying into Walt Disney World on May 18th. The line includes three bags and a magic band. Each features everyone's favorite feisty fairy, Tinkerbell. The entire collection is being previewed at Uptown Jewelers and the Magic Kingdom. Each item features the same artwork with Tink flitting about the dandelions. Super cute if you haven't seen it. Sounds cute. I mean, I love Tinkerbell. Well, it reminded me when the um, dandelions first popped up in the schoolyard and we were going out to recess. Like in, it was probably March or April and the kids kept picking and blowing the white stuff all over. And we were, cause we were studying seed dispersal and they're like, look, we're helping seed dispersal. And they were blowing, but that's what it looks like. Tinkerbell's flying. And then there's like the seeds are flying off the white fluffy flowers. And it was pretty cute. So several new weighted plushes of classic Disney characters are now available at Walt Disney World. We found them in the plush section of the Emporium at Magic Kingdom. Weighted plush are used by kids and adults alike to combat anxiety and other conditions, but they also make for super cute toys. The plush toys are extra fluffy. The weighted pouch is removable from the back of the plush. Each weighted pouch is about two and a half pounds. Mickey, Minnie, Pooh, Eeyore, and Stitch were seen in photos, but we are sure that they are going to add a ton more in the future. Um, simple, uh, simply ask the cast member to see if they have your favorite Disney character in the weighted plushie. I've seen weighted blankets. I've never heard of weighted plushie. I hadn't either. I understand the blanket. Stuff to you? Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing. The blanket I get, like you just lay that on top of your whole body and it kind of just weighs you down and keeps you in place. But a, a plush, I don't, I just don't get how that would weigh you down at all. I mean, I mean, I think of a plush as something you cuddle with. So the only weight would be like on your arm. It might just be just enough weight to, because it says that it helps to combat anxiety and right. to, so it just might be just enough to like give them something more to hold on to. I'm glad they thought of it. I'm just trying to figure out the purpose of it. Are they a little bit bigger than normal plushes? They didn't appear bigger. Oh, okay. We had um, Magic Hand, so maybe this works similar, where uh, Lucy, when she was younger, she required you to like put your hand on her while she was falling asleep and it made her feel safe. So we filled a glove up with rice and we would like snip our hand away and put the hand on top of her and That's just kind awesome. of push a little bit. And then we would walk away and she just thought our hand was still there. <laughs> so we called the glove magic hand. We're like, where's magic hand? We can't sleep without magic hand. So I wonder if it's maybe something similar to that. I was gonna say, maybe it's that they want like a pet with them and they would feel better, but their parents don't want them sleeping with a pet, but that would give them the weight of a pet. I don't know. I have no idea. But kudos to Disney for recognizing. Uh, good job. Mm -hmm. But Disney, I'm just saying you're missing your bet. If you don't have weighted Disney blankets, get on that. Oh yeah, gosh. those are great. You get <laughs> on that, Vicki, you could be a millionaire. 
Yeah. Nobody heard that idea. Nobody heard that idea but Vicky. I'm just kidding. You have until Wednesday, Vicky. You have two more days to get this done before this airs. So thank you, Margie Miranda, for joining Stephanie and myself. If you are interested in being on our show or you have a question or a comment, all you got to do is email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. Or if you just want to say hi, you can email me too because I check that thing and not a lot of people write me on there. Uh, <laughs> I'll write you, Vicky. Let me know how you're doing. <laughs> if you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote you can contact us at yourstorytravel.com all you have to do is click on the agents tab and find one of us stephanie margie miranda or me vicky and you just need to click on our picture and it will help you direct your question to us and we will take care of you from there and be sure to listen to Friday's show. Sarah and Vicki and I will be airing the fourth installment of the resort review. This week, we're gonna be talking about the Polynesian. We don't want you to miss it. Um, you can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, and our TikTok page for Your Story Travel is at Your Story Travel. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Adventures out there. Build this fire. Have a magical day, my friends.